Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Let us give God the glory this day and every day. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from 1 Kings. The chapter is 2 and the verses are 1 through 25 from the New King James Again, 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 25. And the title of this week's lesson is, Exit David, Enter Solomon. Exit David, Enter Solomon. Verse 1. Now the days of David drew near that he should die. And he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn that the Lord may fulfill his word which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Verse 5. Moreover, you know also what Joab, the son of Zeruah, did to me, and what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner, the son of Ner, and Amasa, the son of Jether, whom he killed. And he shed the blood of war in peacetime, and put the blood of war on his belt that was around his waist, and on his sandals that were on his feet. Therefore, do according to your wisdom, and do not let his gray hair go down in the grave in peace. Verse 7. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillah, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For so they came to me when I fled from Absalom your brother. And see you have with you Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite from Barum, who cursed me with a malicious curse in the day when I went to Manaheim. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Verse 9. Now, therefore, do not hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man, and know what you ought to do to him, but bring his gray hair down to the grave with blood. So David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was forty years, seven years he reigned in Hebron, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father, David, and his kingdom was firmly established. 
Now Adonijah the son of Haggath came to Bathsheba the mother of Solomon. So she said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. Moreover, he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, Say it. Then he said, You know that the kingdom was mine, and all Israel had set their expectations on me that I should reign. However, the kingdom has been turned over and has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. Verse 16. Now I ask one petition of you. Do not deny me. And she said to him, Say it. Then he said, Please speak to King Solomon, for he will not refuse you, that he will give me Abishag, the Shunammite, as wife. So Bathsheba said, Very well, I will speak for you to the king. Bathsheba therefore went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah, and the king rose up to meet her and bowed down to her and sat down on his throne and had a throne set for the king's mother, so she sat at his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of you, do not refuse me. And the king said to her, Ask it, my mother, for I will not refuse you. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah, your brother, as wife. And King Solomon answered and said to his mother, Now why do you ask Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my older brother. For him and for Abathar the priest and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, May God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken this word against his own life. Now therefore, as the Lord lives, who has confirmed me and set me on the throne of David, my father, and who has established a house for me, as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon sent by the hand of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he struck him down, and he died. Praise God's almighty and truthful word. Let us listen, let us hear, let us obey. So here we have a transition saga from King David to his son, his chosen son, Solomon, son of Bathsheba, and anointed one of God, let us look back and get a sense of where we are in this narrative. For many years, Israel lived without a king, but faced with being annihilated by the Philistines, the people demanded Samuel appoint one, as we know in 1 Samuel 8 and verse 6. Give us a king to judge us. At Gilgah, Samuel gave them Saul. Chapter 10, verse 1. The Lord has appointed you commander over his inheritance. In a short time, Saul was breaking God's law 
and God was rejecting his rule. Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin, but God replaced Saul with a young shepherd boy, the youngest of Jesse's sons from the tribe of Judah. David and his sons were to rule over God's people. 1 Samuel 16, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. David reigned for seven years in Hebron and the remainder of his time in Jerusalem. After reigning from Jerusalem for many years, David himself turned his back on God. He committed adultery with Uriah's wife and then added to his sin by having the Hittite killed. David's sons conspired against him and then conspired against one another. The end of the king's life found his fourth son, Adonijah and Solomon, son of his favored wife Bathsheba, plotting against each other to take the king's place. In the midst of the turmoil, David put his hands on Solomon. After giving charges to Solomon, the old king died. But before he died, David gave Solomon instructions on what needed to be done. David's exhortation to Solomon is both memorable and encouraging. Here we have the aging father calling for his son not only to lead the nation, but to do so by following God's instructions. What a blessing it is for a father to be able to uh, give his son those messages of hope and opportunity to follow God's will and God's way. Uh, we note that, yes, David was decreasing in vigor, but Solomon was increasing. Therefore, David urged his son to be strong and act like a man. This admonition calls to mind the Lord's charges to Joshua at the beginning of his time as Israel's leader. God said, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1 verse 9. What an admonition for us today to recall the necessity of being strong and courageous in the face of trials and tribulations, to not be afraid, to not be dismayed, to be patient, to seek God's will wherever you go. Let us listen and learn. David's statement also anticipates what Paul told the Corinthians when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13, Watch and stand fast in the faith. 
Be brave, be strong. Stand fast, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Importantly, David stressed that Solomon's actions had to be based on God's directions. The most important advice anyone can ever be given is to obey the Lord. When Moses described the kind of behavior that was to characterize the king, he wrote in Deuteronomy 17, verses 18 and 20, Also it shall be, when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priests, the Levites, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes, that his heart may not be lifted above his brethren, that he may not turn aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, and that he may prolong his days in the kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. Observe, obey God's law. Don't turn aside from his commandments. When we do this, we have the hope of a prolonged life of service to God. David knew Moses' words, and he charged Solomon to follow them. The aging father called for his son not only to lead the nation again, but to do so by following God's instructions. Although Solomon did not always put God first during his reign, he offered godly advice to his children. In Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7, he wrote, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Again, we have this consistency of the message, father to son, to trust in the Lord, to not depend on your own perspective, but acknowledge God and fear the Lord. We must not depend on our own understanding, using our objectified knowledge to determine issues that will affect our salvation. But must we must seek the direction and blessing of providence, the subjective reality of God's wisdom. God promised David that the Messiah should come from his descendants. And that promise was absolute. 
but the promise that there should not fail of them a man on the throne of Israel was conditional. If he walks before God in sincerity with zeal and resolution, this is accomplished by taking heed of God's way. This must be done, following God's will, with eagerness, with our whole hearts engaged in every duty designated by God. Let's notice verse 4 in our lesson. If your sons take care to walk faithfully before me with all their heart and all their soul, you will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. And verse 5. Moreover, you know also what Joab the son of Zeruiah did to me and what he did to the two commanders of the army of Israel, to Abner the son of Ner and Amasa the son of Jether, whom he killed. Certain individuals posed a threat to the young king and needed to be dealt with. Chief on the list was Joab, the former commander of David's army. Joab was guilty of shedding the blood of war in peacetime. 2 Samuel verse 27. Now, when Abner had returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him privately and there stabbed him. Verse 20, chapter 20, verse 10. Amasa did not notice the sword that was in David's hand to spare Absalom. 2 Samuel 18 verses 5 and 14. He also supported Adonijah's attempt to take the throne. 1 Kings 1 and 7. Then he conferred with Joab the son of Jeruiah and with Abathar the priest and they followed and helped Adonijah. Knowing that Joab could not be trusted for all of these indicators, David instructed Solomon in verse 6, of our lesson. Therefore, do according to your wisdom and do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace. David counseled Solomon in verse 7 to show kindness to the sons of Barzilla, the Gileadite, because of the kindness they showed to him when he fled from Absalom. Notice 2 Samuel 17, 27 and 29. They, these, these, uh, sons of Barzillai, brought beds and basins, earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour, parched grain and beans and lentils, parched seeds, honey and curds, sheep and cheese. David concluded his admonitions by instructing Solomon to dispense justice to Shimei, who cursed the former king. Verse 8 with a malicious curse. Verse 9, Do not hold him guiltless. Solomon needed to know who deserved punishment and who could be trusted. After David died, verse 10, 
So David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, and Solomon was king. Adonijah still had plans to gain the throne. Adonijah approached Bathsheba with a request, as noted in verses 13 through 16. And when Bathsheba asked for his petition, he continued when he said, verse 17, Please speak to the king Solomon, for he will not refuse you, that he may give me Abishag the Shunammite as my wife. As we recall, Abishag had been sent to David, uh, and she continued to be associated with the monarchy and was considered a concubine. If Adonijah was given Abishag as his wife, his claim to David's throne would be renewed. Notice 2 Samuel 16, verses 21 and 22. Recognizing this, when Bathsheba brought the request to him, Solomon responded. In verse 22, Now why do you ask for him the kingdom also, for he is my older brother? For him and for Abathar the priest and for Joab the son of Zeruah. Unlike David, Solomon did not hesitate to dispense justice. Whereas David failed to properly deal with the actions of Amnon or Absalom, Solomon reacted swiftly and decisively to Adonijah. Importantly, this is exactly what David indicates should characterize Israel's king. He said in 2 Samuel 23, verse 3, He who rules must be just, ruling in the fear of God. The two qualities that mark an ideal king are justice and godliness. Jesus Christ, both in his character and in his influence on the world, fulfilled the ideal of the enlightened king, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This lesson is yours. I pray that something has been said that is uplifting, enlightening, edifying to the body, Thank you for being a part of this lesson. Thank you to continue to study along with me. Let's go to God in prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, our Father, who sits high and looks low, we come to you this day in humble adoration, in wonderment at your greatness, at your love, at your unending mercy and grace. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Father, we thank you for your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave up his life on that old rugged cross for the sins of mankind, Father whose blood continues to wash away our sins as we repent of those sins, Father, and seek a closer walk with you, knowing you 
will forgive us, Father. What a blessing that is, and what a gift of your Son. The opportunity to be forgiven is, Father. Father, we pray for those who do not know you. We pray for the space and time to go out and bring these souls to you before it is everlasting and eternally too late. Father, we pray for all within the sound of my voice. Build us up. Give us that zeal, that commitment, your wisdom, Father, to do your bidding in a suffering world, in a lost world. Father, we, we thank you for the lesson that we have been able to study today. We pray that everything that we have said goes down to your glory. Father, we, we pray for the sick, for the shut-in, for those behind prison walls, for those who are confused. Father, for those who are in mourning. Father, give them those things they stand in need of this day. Give us all those things we need in order to continue to, to grow in, in truth and spirit and in grace, Father. We thank you for uh, all who participate in this lesson. We, we thank you for all who are the teachers, the preachers, uh, all who participate in, in your garden, Father, doing your bidding. Again, we thank you for Jesus Christ. And it is in his most holy name that we offer up this prayer. Amen. Again, church, what a blessing it is to be able to study his word, God's word. Uh, let us take it out this week. Let us tell someone. Let us lift others up where it is needed. Uh, let us uh, praise God. Let us count it all joy. Let us stay safe. Bye for now.